Monsters Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you could call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Seresky. And if Lucas has the power glove, then why even bother turning on the goddamn console, am I right? And this week, we've got a fantastic episode for you. I'm very excited. Hope everybody tuned in last week. Hope everybody's going to listen to the entire episode this week. What was the episode last week? Ooh, uh, you presented last week, so I don't remember. See, we do these so far out in front and then edit them and then release them four months later that we don't remember. Yeah. Okay, the last one that I did was actually the Baku. Uh, So... We really can't remember what I did last episode? I'd have to go check my files. Hang on. Let me open up the old... It must not have been very good. Oh, no. I'm sure it was a classic. That was <laughs> the Pistaco. We were oh, just talking about it five seconds ago. The Pistaco. Pistaco. Like all episodes of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour... One of us, Shibble this week, has done extensive research on a goblin, ghoul, demon, or cryptid. This week it's pig-faced ladies from Holland. And the other one of us, me, has done absolutely nothing. And all I bring to the table is what I already knew about pig-faced ladies, which is a little bit, actually, a little bit Mm -hmm. more than normal. Yeah, we had a brief mentioning of pig-faced women uh, last season. And so... I did a little bit more research offhand, and I found out that there's a whole mythology behind pig-faced women, and I'm very excited to dig into it. But before I do, I want to know, when I say to you, pig-faced woman, what do you think it is? Reese Witherspoon. Oh, that's mean. I'm just joking. She's very attractive. She is. She looks great. How old is she, you think? Uh, older than us. Really? Oh, yeah. Looks a lot better than us. Oh, yeah. Put together. Oh, I mean, if you put us especially together, we would look put worse. Together. Yeah, yeah, especially put together. <laughs> Both of our faces on one horrible head. Oh, my God. That's not how I... One would be in back and one would be in front. It would basically be a human centipede. Our penises would be both on our left shoulder. Yeah. So, whatever you do, don't put us together and put us in a beauty contest against Reese Witherspoon. Right, because she'll win. Yeah. Um, well, what I think pig-faced ladies are, I've got some theories. Okay. Theory number one. Yes, I think pig-faced one. ladies are the punchline of a circa 1990s Norm MacDonald joke about Ricky Lake or Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, it would that ulti- sounds... It, it sounds right? Yeah, that sounds, like, that sounds like a Norm MacDonald joke. And it would ultimately end in, and Madonna is a whore. Classic Norm. Or O.J. Simpson is a dirty murderer. Yep. Or you guessed it, Frank Stallone. His greatest hits. R.I.P. I just wanted to bring him up because Norm MacDonald passed away and I really miss him. And I think we should bring him up on the show because it is a comedy show, even if it is a spooky show. And for those of you who had just begun to forget that Norm MacDonald died four months ago, here's a reminder. Still dead. Wait, four months ago? When this gets released. Oh, I thought, it, yeah, because it was You it always forget about the lag time between recording and releasing. Well, guys, it's new for me. It's still fresh. Um, can I can I do a Norm MacDonald joke? Really quick. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the richest girl in the world 
Uh, billionaire Athena Onassis celebrated her 10th birthday this week. What's it like to be the richest girl in the world? Well, to give you some idea, at the party, they had two cakes. <laughs> Great bit. Okay, theory number two. I think pig-faced lady could be Miss Piggy, the Muppet. Could be. In a 1979 interview, Frank Oz outlined her biography. She grew up in a small town. Her father died when she was young, and her mother was mean to her. She had to enter beauty contests to survive, as many single women do. Yeah, lots of single women enter beauty contests to make money. We all know some. Yeah, what what is that comment? Uh, During development, her hook was she was a truck driver wanting to be a woman. Hmm, problematic. So Miss Piggy is apparently a murderous, transsexual, truck-driving cryptid motivated by child abuse at the hands of her parents, like a Buffalo Bill Muppet. All right. That's All right. Theory number, theory number three. Is that right? Number three. Keep them coming. Oh, that wasn't right. You're breaking up a little bit. What? Was no, it? no, that was not correct. Oh. She is. It is not Miss Piggy, the murderous, uh, transsexual trucker. Okay. Theory number three. Pig-faced lady is a sex act where during doggy-style intercourse, the person in back pulls up the person in front's nostrils with their fingers and says, oink, oink. Nope, I did not devote an entire episode to a sex act. I know that you've been waiting for me to do that, but not this week. All right, now my real theory. I'm sorry I've wasted your time so much. It's all right. Uh, I happen to know a little bit about pig-faced ladies, Dibs, because I did an Instagram post about them. Uh, inspired by you talking about mm-hmm. them. They're they're not ladies at all, in fact. Uh, I think, well, I know that there were pig-faced ladies that were carnival sideshow attractions. They were billed as ladies, but they were just drunken, shaved bears. Yes. And I believe this happened in Europe between like the 16th and 18th century is my guess. Um, I'm sure there's more to the story because you wouldn't pick shaved bears for a cryptid show because they're not a cryptid. Uh, so maybe they're people who have been cursed to be pig-faced on the full moon, and it's like a punishment or a payment to a demon. That's all I could really guess. So my final stats on the pig-faced lady is 6 feet, 350 pounds, very much hairless. They're sad. They get whipped by mean carnies and taunted by patrons. They're extremely drunk all the time, constantly. Um, and they call their exes nonstop. They eat wings and throw up, and they tell everyone, like, seriously, I love you. All right. That was the bear that was getting drunk and telling everyone that they love them? And well, they're wings. drunken bears, so they're like, I love you. Like, Shibble, I, ser- I seriously love you. And then they throw up and call their ex. Okay, yeah, that does some- sound like something they might do when drunk. Uh, and I will say that you are correct about the Pigfest Lady, the Sideshow Carnival, but I'm not going to be talking about that. Wait, what? I- I'm going to be talking about... A different type of pig-faced lady. Wait, you you fooled me? This is not the sideshow. Like, this is, this is not what this is about, this whole show? No, this sideshow is inspired by these pig-faced ladies. Holy shit, this is great. I'm really excited now. Yeah, so, uh, as you might know, I learn best in the, the form of narrative fiction. So That's I've created, a- I've drafted a piece of narrative fiction to help you learn how I learn. That's unfortunate, because I learn best visually. Well, don't worry... I'll do my best to gesticulate uh, physically <laughs> as reading over the Zoom. You at home, the listener, since this is an audio medium, 
hopefully you're more of a narrative fiction person. No, I'm just joking. I love narrative fiction, just like you, Dibble. Ah, we have so much in common. That's why we're a great team. Yes, but don't put us together. No, not into one person. Yeah, uh, definitely not so, versus Reese Witherspoon. But I think um, I know what time it is. It's story time. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. Story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story, story time. time. Let's face it. You're getting too old for the dating scene. You've tried a lot of dating apps, but it seems like all the women on there aren't ready to get serious. Just looking for a good time. Not that there's anything wrong with a good time. Justin, you're ready for something real. A buddy did tell you about an app that did pique your interest, though. It's called Blinder. And the hook? No pictures. It's all text-based. A meeting of the minds. Exactly what you've been looking for. After browsing a few profiles, you found yourself a lady using the screen name Ms. Trufflehog. <laughs> she explains in her profile that it's because she loves chocolate bonbons, and you smile at the world play. After a few flirty messages back and forth, uh, you really feel like the two of you might be a match. When she suggests meeting up for a date at a local comedy club next Saturday, you have to physically restrain yourselves from responding, Sounds great! With three exclamation marks. <laughs> That's too many. You delete <laughs> the third. You show up and the hostess tells you that your date has already arrived. She leads you to a dark corner of the club, so dark you can barely make out what your date looks like. You apologize for being late. Uh, the show has already started. She explains that it's completely her fault. She had sent you the wrong time in her invite. To apologize, she ordered you your favorite drink. Room temperature gin. <laughs> that was a little joke the two of you had shared in your messages. What a great sense of humor this lady has. The two of you watch the show, and each comedian is more talented than the last. This is, in fact, how they decide the order of comedians at comedy clubs. <laughs> the two of you laugh and laugh. She lets out an occasional snort, and you have to confess, it's pretty cute. At one point, you brush hands as the two of you reach for a plate of $22 chicken wings, and your heart skips a beat. Just when you think this night has knocked your socks entirely off, Justin, the MC takes the stage once more. Give it up for our headliner, Ms. Lola St. Croix, he says, taking the mic from the 4'11 funny lady. Now we have a special treat for you. We didn't announce it because he just showed up. But when you have talent like our next performer come to you and say, Put me in, coach. You give him all the stage time he wants. You've seen him on Comedy Central, The Tonight Show. You've heard him on Joe Rogan. He's America's foremost insult comic. The man that loves to hate you. Brian Lucky Carlucci! <laughs> a man bounds to the stage wearing wraparound sunglasses and a motorcycle jacket with no shirt underneath. <laughs> On the back of his jacket is a giant four-leaf clover colored like an Italian flag. <laughs> he grabs the mic and starts yelling. How's you doing, you bunch of bachacaloops? Never before have I seen such an ugly crowd. Did you guys come here together after finishing your shift at the ugly factory or what? <laughs> the crowd goes bananas. Bananas. <laughs> 
They are loving it, though you can tell from Miss Truffle Hog's body language. She's a little nervous. Give it to us, Lucky! A lady yells from her seat. Oh, I'll give it to you, lady! Can I get the house lights on in here? I gotta know what I'm working with. An unseen employee raises the lights, and for the first time, you see your date. She's dressed quite elegantly, but you can't really pay much attention to that, because she literally has a pig's head. <laughs> on top of her neck, where one would normally find a human head, she has a pig head. Little eyes, pointy ears, snout, the whole thing. Lucky sees her too. Whoa, hot tamales! Take a look at that one! Somebody better call the ugly police because we got an escaped convict on our hands! If I was that ugly, I would shave my ass and walk around on my hands! Bachakaloop! <laughs> he points at you and says, Hey, buddy! Your divorce lawyer called. He says, No problem! Bachakaloop! <laughs> We're not married, you nervously respond. Hey! If she was my wife, I'd deny it too! Bachakaloop! Lady, you ever wake up in the morning and yell at God? Bachakaloop! Hey, I'm kidding, lady. You got a face like a work of art. Like something out of a movie. A movie called Check Out This Broad's Ugly Face! Bachakaloop! <laughs> you look over at your date, expecting her to be crying her eyes out. But instead... She's doubled over with laughter. As she wipes the tears from her jowls, she looks at you and smiles. You can't have a face like this and not have a sense of humor about it, she says, gently. And that, Justin, is when you fell in love with a pig-faced woman. <laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> oh, what a story. Thank you. What a yeah. character that lucky lucky Carlucci? Carlucci. Carlucci lucky Carlucci. What a character. Yeah. He he rivals um um uh what's his name? Um uh Brick. Brick what's Brick's last name? Oh jeez. Uh Hammersmith. Oh yeah, Brick Hammersmith. Toughest you, time traveler in the world. Yeah, you are really creating some care. I got to create some characters. I've been I've been just using characters that I don't like. I, I think I'm going to create some characters. I like that. It's fun. Yeah, I I certainly had a lot of fun writing Brian Lucky Carlucci. What as was he saying? Bachakaloop. What does that it's, mean? It's uh, uh, like Italian-American uh, slang for like an idiot or a, a goofball. Oh, okay. Where did yeah, you hear that? An exclamation. I don't know. Uh, I know that Louis Prima has a song called Bachakaloop. And I'll put that at the end of the episode. Oh, that'll be great. No, what about... The, I like our end theme. Well, I'm not going to put it at the end of every episode. I'll just... Oh, okay. <laughs> I really liked it. I'm, I'm, I'm still, like, digesting it because I learned nothing about pig-faced women except that they have a pig face. Well, that's pretty much the defining characteristic. Oh, good research, Chibble. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I mean, sometimes it's pretty straightforward. Uh, but, yes, a... There have been several notable historical stories of pig-faced women. Oh, are we getting uh, I, into it? 
we're ready yeah. to get into it. Okay, let's transition. Let's learn about the pig-faced ladies or women. Yeah. There have been uh, – I'm going to talk about three of the big ones that I found. Are um, these three individual pig-faced ladies or three origins? These are three different pig-faced women. Uh, Individuals? They, yeah, they're three different women. Oh, my God. I didn't know they – like we would know – them individually like they had names and oh yeah i've got a lot of details about each and every one of them oh shut up okay go ahead yeah uh so but in general they all have this sort of uh in common that they're all no pig-faced yeah they're noble women with the head and face of a pig uh and they uh popular awareness of them uh peaked in the 17th century in england ireland france and uh the first big one uh was from holland uh, now, before I get down to our first pig face woman, I understand you got some pig facts you want to share with me? Oh, I certainly do. Could you call it out for me? Oh, yeah, you better hit me up with those pig facts. Well, sweating like a pig is a misleading phrase since mm. pigs can't sweat. Pigs don't have many sweat glands, so they roll around, sleep in mud, and swim in water to keep cool. Just like me. <laughs> you don't have many sweat glands? Nope, and I love rolling in mud and sleeping in a bed of water. God, I could not fall asleep in water. In a water bed or in water? In water. I've never slept on a water bed. I understand the appeal, but I understand that they don't live up to it. What's the appeal? I don't know. I find water in general to be very soothing, you know, and it would contour itself to your body very easily. It just wouldn't be supportive, and it would constantly be moving. Yeah, Kind of like, uh, you know what else would be supportive and contour to your body? A mattress. Yeah, but it, a mattress... Obviously, a mattress has a different texture than water. You don't need me to tell you that, listener. <laughs> I did. Um, pig fact number two. Will a pig eat a dead pig? Yes, it will. It's mm. known as feedback, and it's considered common practice by pig farmers across the U.S., Farmers are feeding dead piglets to hogs, and the practice is widely accepted, as mentioned in Reuters. Mm, I imagine that would be a great way to spread disease amongst your herd of pigs. Would you eat your young if it was dead? Uh, if it was dead? Uh, no, I feel like I would get in trouble. If you wouldn't get in trouble? If I wouldn't get in trouble. So... Anna had a secret baby, right. and I'm trying to dispose of the body, and I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm going to say the only situation where I'm going to do this is going to be a desert island situation. Okay, all right, so no. That's a no. All right, pig fact number three. Pigs have the intelligence of how old? A uh, six-year-old. A human toddler, and are ranked as the fifth most intelligent animal in the world. In hmm. fact... Pigs are more in intelligent and trainable than any breed of dog. They learn their names in just two weeks and are capable of playing video games better than some primates. Hmm. Like me? <laughs> I don't play video games very well. No, I'm sure you do a great job as long as you're having fun. <laughs> Thank you, devil. Do the pigs enjoy it or are they just there to compete and make other people feel bad? You know, like when you're playing an online game with teenagers. No, they're probably being electrocuted and experimented on while they're playing video games. I think it's more of just an experiment. All right, so back to pig-faced women. Pig-faced ladies. Give it to me, Shibs. Okay. Holland is the most notable home of uh, pig-faced women because it's the home of the original famous pig-faced woman, 
Tanakan Schinker. No, it's not. Her name is Tanakan Schinker. Tanakan Schinker. Tanakan Schinker. Uh, the uh, account of Tanakan Schinker's life can be found in the 1640 chapbook A Certain Relation of the Hog-Faced Gentlewoman Called Mistress Tanakan Schinker. That was published in London. <laughs> uh, previous, uh, in the previous year, 1639, there were five ballads released about pig-faced women. And I think a good way to think of ballads in this time of year as being just sort of the Facebook of the time. Oh. Just an unreliable source of information. That spread quickly because uh, ideas became mimetic. You put it in a song, everybody's singing it, everybody knows it. They're just so, me memes. Yeah, they're just singable memes. That's what ballads were. Pig faced ladies. Make up a pig faced lady song now. They say she had the face of a pig, and I'm here to tell you that's true. Her eyes were tiny and beady and red, and her veins were a bright shade of blue. Amazing. Amazing. I love that song. Hanakashtinka. Hanakashtinka. I'm adding a chorus. Hanakashtinka, come to me. Okay. You also changed her name from Tanakin to Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Hanukkah Stinker was her Jewish cousin who was also pig faced. Uh, no, it was, she had yeah. a pork allergy. She was not pig faced. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, not kosher. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't believe I didn't work in a not kosher eating a woman out joke in Brian's set. Ah, what a blown opportunity. Yeah. You'll okay. Live. So, uh, Tanakin's parents were Joachim and Parnell Stinker. <laughs> Uh, they're a wealthy couple. Joachim was a cattleman living in Virkum, a small town on the Rhine in Holland. Now, Parnell was pregnant. She was out for a walk one day. Uh, when when someone lady, punched her in the stomach 40 times. An old lady on the street asked her for money, and Parnell treated her quite rudely. Ooh. Uh, the woman muttered to herself, As the mother is hoggish... So swinish shall the child she goeth withal. Cursing her to have a pig-faced child. Soon Tanakin was born with her hideous little pig face. Uh, the midwife that assisted in the birth was sworn to secrecy, and the baby was raised in complete isolation. Did the midwife say she's so cute with a little stinker? Uh, it's, it's actually stinker, S-K-I-N-K-E-R. Yeah, I'm going to call her stinker. That's fair. I mean, she was a pig. Yeah. And farm animals smell horrible. I hate the smell of farm animals. Like at a petting zoo? Yes, or even a farm. Terrible It's just stuff. shit. The smell is just shit. And it's everywhere. Yeah. It's so pervasive. And everyone's like, it's fine. It's, like, it's not fine. This is awful. They I walk around in it. Zoo. It's gross. Yeah. Uh, so they fed uh, Tanakin from a silver trough. Wait, before you continue... Sing the song about the pig, but the same one. Okay. Uh, there was a woman with the face no. of a pig. Nah, I'm moving on. I don't remember it. It was in one lobe and out the Her other. Her eyes were beading. There was something about blue. Her veins were blue. There's something about true. I don't know. We're moving on. Okay. Sorry. 
Uh, I got scolded. Sorry. It's okay. It's just I don't remember that, and I, you know me, I'm a shark. I always like to be moving forward. Yeah, you are a shark. That's what they, that's why they call me that. You're the shark. That's from now on. That's a great nickname for you, the shark. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they fed her from a silver trough, and her speech was notably uh, poor scene and, and very difficult to understand. Uh, <sighs> because with her pig uh, snout, she had uh, the wrong type of mouth to form human words. Uh, the old lady, they found the old lady that cursed uh, Parnell Schinker, <laughs> and they put her to death for witchcraft. But still, she was unable to remove the curse from uh, Tonakin. Uh Soon, Tonakin started getting older, and when she was 16, Joachim decided to consult a man named Vandermacht. He was a one-name person. Yeah, he went by one name, like Madonna. Vandermacht? Vandermacht. Vandermacht. Yes. And he now, was a Van- sorcerer. He was an artist, mathematician, and hermetic magician. He, he studied the, uh, yeah, the hermetic traditions of magic. Oh, okay. And let me see. I've got a quote from him that i got to pull up. Let me see your stinker. Uh, but basically, uh, he said that... Tanakin said that... Uh, or Vandermash said that Tanakin needs to uh, basically lose her virginity uh, after getting married. But that would cure her of her pig face. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, which sounds like a reasonable thing to say. Uh, and that it did not matter if he was married to, she was married to a clown, a boar, or a peasant. Doesn't matter. As long a, as boar? She a boar? A yeah. boar like an actual pig? No, like a boring person. Oh, oh a boar, a no, boar. Yeah, it... yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought they and meant said, you'd uh, have to marry a pig. To himself... Sorry, no. go ahead. Uh, one thinks to himself, so the body be handsome, though her countenance be never so coarse and ugly. All are alike in the night, and in the daytime, put her head but in a black bag. <laughs> and what difference between her, betwixt her and another woman? Another comforted himself thus, that if she cannot speak, she cannot chide, and therefore he shall be sure not to have a scold for his wife. That is a great way to look at it. So if you put a bag over her head, there's no difference between her and other women. And she certainly won't nope. be a nag because she has a pig snout. Yeah, she is unable to form words, so she can't tell you uh, that she needs to take out the trash. The magician really, really looked on the bright side. I like that. Yeah. So uh, the Schinkers offered up a 40,000-pound dowry. Uh, a couple of suitors came through calling, uh, including a Scottish sea captain and a pig farmer, but none of them could handle Tanakin's horrible, ugly pig face. Even the pig farmer was like, no, I, I'm not used farmer, to it? Even the pig farmer, he was like, you know what, this is, this is new. Uh, I've got, uh, let me see, I've got the quote from him. Uh, let's see. An English salman assured the family that his familiar with pigs meant he would accept Tanakin's appearance, but he met her and then said, so long as I have known Rumford, I never saw such a hog snout. <laughs> the pig farmer thought she was an ugly pig yes thought she was just too piggy for the pig man particularly ugly pig you didn't mention that that she's a particularly ugly pig faced lady yeah although apparently according to uh, Vander, Vandermacht <laughs> uh, she did have a slamming body 
He said that? Uh, I believe he said uh, in that quote, uh, so the body be handsome, oh. or countenance be coarse and ugly. Oh, so he liked it. He liked what he was looking down downstairs. Yeah, yeah. From the neck down, nobody would complain about Tonkin Schinker. She was I mean, so I she was the first butterface, and that seems a little bit. Was was she the first butterface? Oh boy, no. I think that might be Medusa. <gasps> yeah, she had a hot body in a lot of the depictions. Yeah. Oh yeah. And as togas, they flattered all her angles. <laughs> Medusa was the first butterface, and then Tonkin Schinker. Yeah, there was a real dry spell. No harpies, harpies. The sixteen hundreds. Well, no, their their bodies were also terrible. Well, they were, sirens. Sirens, yeah. Well, they might have had good faces. Mm, no, because they turn into monsters, so they really That's have monster true. faces. That's true. Those beautiful lady faces were all just a ruse. Yes, they were a ruse. Voices. That's right. You're not going to get caught by one. You know everything about them. It's true. Tie me to the mast, boys. I do want to hear that beautiful song, though. Do you think they could get us together if they put us together? <laughs> uh, you mean like into one person? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we'd pretty much be able to fall for anything. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the story of Tonica Stinker? Oh, it's not over by damn sight. Oh, I'm, <laughs> excuse me. Continue with Tonica. Uh, and Vermasht. Uh, well, Vandermash makes no more appearances, but the Schinkers have decided they're not going to find any suitable suitors in London, or in Virkum, so they move to the metropolitan city of London. A lot more men there, a lot more eligible bachelors. Let's see what happens. Uh, eventually, they did find one that would marry her. Uh, probably some sort of horrible pervert would be my guess. Or uh, someone looking to make some money. That dowry is pretty big. So that night, uh, after they got married... Uh, they were alone in their room, and the groom suddenly saw her as she was meant to be, a beautiful young lady. Uh, he went in to kiss her, and uh, she said before uh, the kiss that uh, she, I, this is the first time she can talk, you know, uh, she says that what can happen is either, uh, it's his choice, she can either appear as beautiful to him and ugly to everyone else with a pig face, or... She can appear as a pig face to him, but beautiful to everyone else. What would you pick? Oof. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go with what the groom did here. He made the smart choice. What would you pick? I would pick beautiful to everyone else, ugly to me. Well, he said he couldn't make that choice. And he said, what do you want me to choose? And with that, the curse was broken. And she became beautiful to everybody. Well, I'll tell you why I'm right. Because... If she's beautiful to everyone else, it means that I don't need her to be physically beautiful to me because I accept her the way she is. It's the rest of the world that I want her to be comfortable with. Well, that's fair. That's a very good choice. The better choice, let her make that choice. No, I would have lifted the curse, too. Her body, her choice. That would have lifted the curse, too, I think. Well, we'll see. Well, we need to do... If if we have any pig-faced women listeners... (laughs) Ethan's still technically unmarried. No, 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 no. That's, well, I'm not available. Well, you know what I hope. But if you're a real pig faced lady, I, I I am technically unmarried. So. <laughs> what I hope is available is a couple more pig facts. The world record for the heaviest pig is held by Big Bill 
Owned by Elias Buford Butler of Jackson, Tennessee. Bill tipped the scales at 2,552 pounds in 1933. Bill was due to be exhibited at the Chicago World Fair when he broke a leg and had to be put down. Yeah, he bet he could barely support his body weight at that size. That's a big old pig. 2,500 pounds. Winston Churchill was a big fan of pigs. I am fond of pigs, Churchill once said. Dogs look up to us, cats look down on us, pigs treat us as equals. Mm, I don't want an animal to do that. You don't want an animal to do that? No, an animal is not equal to me. <laughs> well, it's equal to like a, a toddler. I could look at a toddler as an equal intellectually. It's not. If I had to choose between saving the life of a pig or cha- saving the life of a toddler, no question. No, but if you were a pig, intellectually you are equal to a toddler. You could... You know, if I was a pig, I would look at a toddler like, and what? Fair enough. I'm not saying that I, I would save one. I know whose side you're going to be on when it, it comes down between pigs and toddlers. We know the, the war. Great war. The war is coming. Um, I like this one. In the 13th to 15th centuries, the most common place to store money was in jars made of orange-colored clay called pig. P-Y-G-G. As the English language evolved, that word eventually became pig, P-I-G, or piggy. Whether by accident or design, around the 19th century, manufacturers began molding little pots into the shape of pigs, and piggy bakes became all the rage. It's a pun that has lasted to this day. That's crazy. I didn't know that. They they, they had pots, and the clay was called pig that they used. That's why where we got piggy banks. Yeah. That is 100% true. You learn something every time you listen to Uncle Monster, don't you? I hope you guys do. You learn about Vundermasht and Tanaka Stinker. And the origin of piggy banks. Right. <laughs> that too. So, on to our next of three pig-faced ladies. Oh, yes. Griselda Stevens. Look it out of here. L- now, Griselda Stevens lived in Dublin from 1653 to 1746 to the ripe old age of 93. I can't form words with my mouth. <laughs> that she was my Irish twi- impression. That wasn't bad. Well, I had a, my throat hurts today again. Ugh. That's no fun. No, it's not. It's been the last two episodes, but it's not sounding as bad this episode. No, you're doing all right. Now you sound more like you got that that sexy, husky voice going on. Oh, good. That's better than that desert need-a-drink voice. Yeah, no, lean into it. (laughs) You should get sick every week. Yeah, yeah, if you're liking it that much, you know, why not? No, every Tuesday night before we record, I want you to gargle with uh, dirty rainwater. Let me try. (laughs) Let me try something. Hello, female listeners. This is Ethan. How you doing? Let me know how that sounds. Let me know if that sounds better than my normal voice, listeners. So, Griselda Stevens had a twin brother who was a doctor uh, who died, leaving her a small fortune. Did he look like a pig, too? Well, no. He was well-known in the community. Uh, She used this fortune to build a hospital for the poor. She was also rumored to have a head of a pig. (laughs) She, uh, She only ever appeared in public wearing a veil. Uh... She commissioned a portrait where she looked normal to combat the rumor <laughs> that she had a pig face. It didn't work. Uh, the hospital, which was named Dr. Stevens Hospital, is still in operation to this day, although it has a new name. Uh, and at that hospital, they banned pig face Griselda memorabilia because they thought it was giving their founder a bad name. Wait, what but memorabilia it- were they making? Like foam fingers? 
No, there was like a little statue of like a pig faced lady. <laughs> there was just like little things for like locals, you know. Doesn't that violate HIPAA? Uh, I, well, they didn't have that in Ireland in the 1600s. Yeah, don't have so HIPAA. Moved on. <laughs> so she's, uh, yeah, she's out there. Uh, she was a pig faced lady that founded this hospital. How was her brother her twin if he didn't have a pig face? Well, they were they were fraternal twins. Oh, That's okay. why they also had different genders. Oh, yeah, that explains it. Wow, that was stupid. It's all right. I mean... Don't edit that out. Ask... Do not edit that out, no matter what. <laughs> Please. No, no, no. Trust me. I would never edit out something that makes you look stupid. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I think, uh, you know, back then they didn't know how genetics works, so who can say? <laughs> You're putting yourself in the mind of a 16th century Dubliner. No, I just smoked before the episode. All right, perfect. So, are we on to is that is that all we have on um, no, Griselda? Well, no, I, that's all, that's all I've got for Griselda. So, if you want to hit me with your last round of pig facts, pig skin is anatomically similar to human skin, making it mm. an attractive practice option for tattooers. Mm. Nowadays, pig skins are sold to scrappy buyers willing to hit up their local meat markets. Tattooists suggest fresh skins are best, and they fetch $6 per sheet. Hmm. That makes sense. I have saw an artist who put a bunch of tattoos on pigs. And Live ones? Like, yeah, living pigs. Oh, that's not they nice. cool. Uh, yeah, I think, I think they sedated the pigs first. I don't, I don't like that anyway. Yeah, that's fair. It's fair not to like that. Yeah, you can use pig skins. There's no reason to do it on a live pig. That's that's abusive. Um, <clears throat> Hannibal's war elephants led to the creation of what? Oh, uh, I'm gonna say if if one side has TV wa- series Hannibal. If one has war elephants, what does the other side need? War or what? They're gonna need some war mice. War pigs. Ah, okay. You see, like the Black Sabbath song. A pig, sh- a, exactly. A pig shrieking freaks out an elephant and can disrupt mm. the battle plan. To create chaos on enemy lines, soldiers had to get the pigs to run toward the elephant squealing. So when close to the enemy elephants, the poor hogs were set ablaze, leaving them oh. squealing with pain and fear. War is hell. That's way worse than tattooing. Oh yeah, I didn't say it was. I wasn't comparing them. They're both terrible. That's worse. And people then, that were fighting Hannibal, you're canceled. Yeah, Hannibal. Sorry, Greece. Didn't Hannibal win? Oh shit! Can you hear uh, me? I think he did all right. Can you hear me? It just went unstable. Uh, yeah, you're doing all right. And last but not least, Denmark has a larger population of pigs than human beings. The, mm. There are 28 million pigs, while Denmark's human population is six million. The pig population wow. is so valuable that the country built a $12 million wall to prevent wild boars in Germany from invading Danish pig farms. That's a good idea. Build the wall. You want to keep those bloodlines pure. And that's why we're building a wall. Right near Germany. But this is about pigs. This is a pig situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes it okay. So... So who's our, our third? Last, who's our third pig face lady? Our third and final pig face lady uh, was an unnamed pig faced woman of Manchester Square. Name her. Said to live in uh, that was a uh, fashionable neighborhood in 1814. Can you name her? 
uh, in February. Can you name her? Uh, I can give her a name. Yeah, please. I can give her a name. Please. Uh, let's let's call her uh, Manuel. La Manuela. <laughs> Why was it Manuel? Uh, because I started off with Manchester Square, and I was like, man, Manuel, that's the man version. Manuela. That's Manuela, the pig-faced woman of Manchester okay. Square. I like how you got there. All right, Manuela, uh, what, what's her last name? Uh, man, Manuela Sow. <laughs> Manuela Sow is an excellent name. I think we should continue with it. Uh, the pig-faced lady number three, Manuela Sow. Let's hear about her. So, uh, yeah, living in fashionable Manchester Square in uh, 1814. And then in February 9th, 1815, a want ad for a caretaker appeared in the Times. And it read, For the attention of gentlemen and ladies, a young gentlewoman, having heard of an advertisement for a person to undertake the care of a lady who is heavily afflicted in the face, (laughs) who friends have offered a handsome income yearly, and a premium for residing with her for seven years, would do all in her power to render her life most comfortable and undeniable character and uh, can be obtained from a respectable circle of friends. An answer to this advertisement is requested as the advertiser will keep herself disengaged. Address postpaid to XY at Mr. Ford's Baker 12 Judd Street, Brunswick Square. This was after, you know, there had been rumors of the uh, noblewoman wearing a veil around the square that was rumored to be a pig-faced lady. Like Sia. That, that ad appeared. One week later, another ad appeared in the Times <laughs> proposing marriage to the unnamed lady. <laughs> At this point, the Times are like, okay, we're all having good fun, but maybe this has gone too far. We're going to say there's no such thing as a pig-faced lady. But... Rival newspapers, the Morning Herald and the Morning Chronicle, came out in support of the pig face. <laughs> How could you say she doesn't exist? That's mean. Imagine if there's a pig. I mean, to be fair, imagine if you were the pig face lady and you put an ad in the paper saying, "I just need someone to like buy food for me because I can't go in public without people throwing rotten apples at my face." And you know, and then the Times says, "I bet you don't even exist." Yeah, you know that's terrible. Yeah, what a horrible situation for that uh, for Manuela Sao to be in. Uh, so yeah there was that sort of hot debate between the two of them and the papers Uh, I mean yeah between the those three newspapers I suppose and then that was sort of the last reported pig faced lady until uh, we never we never hear what happens to Manuela Sao did she get a caretaker or a husband uh, she did not get a caretaker or her husband. There were still rumors for a while that there was a pig-faced lady, but nobody ever tracked. There was at one point, people surrounded a uh, carriage that had a veiled woman in it, and they're like, that must be the pig-faced lady. Oh, my but God. it rapidly drove off. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, thank God she escaped. It was probably Jack the Ripper. Uh, well, I mean... In in the carriage, yeah. Well, dressed as a veil, dressed as Manuela Sao. Well, he, he had a veil on. He was didn't he ride? He rode in the carriage. I I would I would wager. Yeah, I think he was later though, because this is early 18th century. Oh no, he was 19th century. Yeah, or no, this was this was 19th century. It was like 1850. No, he was like 1880s. Yeah. 
So perhaps Jack the Ripper's mother? Yes, was Manuela Sow. We've solved it. Jack Sow. And he knew anatomy so well because he was a reverse butcher. (laughs) I want to be a reverse butcher. Uh, so, uh, the, the very last, uh, report that took, uh, pig face women as fact was 1924, uh, from a book called ghosts helpful and harmful by Elliot O'Donnell, who reported that there was the ghost of a pig face woman living in Chelsea. Oh, this is a dead pig faced uh, lady. Since then. Pig-faced women have largely been resigned to uh, being described as folklore, perhaps being discredited by these... Uh, Yeah, that was a ghost. Uh, But now there's, uh, you know, because of all those uh, sideshows that we were talking about at the top of the show, it ended up... People now tend to associate the term pig-faced lady with you know, the shaved bear, as opposed to these actual noble women and and rich ladies who had the faces of pigs. Two things. First of all, it's shaved drunken bear. Oh, you're right. I forgot they were drunk. And second of all, I think you're right. I, th- I think it's a travesty. I think we, uh, we shouldn't associate it with the sideshows. We should associate it with the actual rich upper-class ladies who had a human body and a pig head. Yes. And that's why I wanted to release this episode to bring it back. There must be pig-faced ladies out there. Oh, I'm sure. Or at least They're really probably, ugly ones. All you need to find is moms that have been cursed by beggar ladies and pig-faced women are sure to follow. Are you trying to avoid saying gypsy? I am definitely not going to assume that any beggar lady that can curse someone is a Roma. Uh, I will say that they are, uh, but they could be. Okay, I just, I just want to want people to know that there is a possibility that you know it's a drag me to hell situation. Well, that comes to the end of my research into pig face ladies. I think that's so amazing. Gotta, to me, the whole thing sounds pretty crazy, but can it love? werewolf ain't my dad but it's not so bad it might sound crazy but can it love can it give me a kiss can it hold my hand would it say i love you does it understand does it know that i've never felt this way before there's a full moon tonight so romantic and this might sound crazy but can it love can it love I thought fight night was before can it love I think it can go either way okay oh it's up to you it's your episode buddy I, I flipped him back and forth a couple times oh really yeah I like to keep it fresh keep the audience on their toes Well, let's ask the question then. All right. Do you think it can love?
can it love? Um, I have no idea. I, I when I when I originally started thinking about it, I didn't know if it was a pig, a lady, a bear, a cryptid, or a demon. So I couldn't really prepare. And I'm sure Holland is very romantic. So I'll, I'll just take it from the top here. Can it love? Um, it's just a lady who has a pig face, according to you. So ladies can love. And, and I would think that a lady with a pig face would be really kind of sensitive and maybe introspective and even more loving and understanding of other people's shortcomings and maybe a very sensitive creature herself. So, yes, I, I would think that uh, they are able to love, certainly. Yeah, I mean, Tanika Stinker was certainly able to love. <laughs> Hanukkah Stinker. Uh, and uh, Griselda Stevens loved the poor people of Dublin and her late brother. And who did uh, Manuela Sal love? Manuela Sal loved her son Jack the Ripper. Yeah, loved her son Jack the Ripper. Maybe too much. That's true. That's true. Or maybe not enough, actually. Yeah, or maybe not enough, or maybe just the right amount, and it was a different thing that. Yeah, and he was just a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, who can say? But you think we'll leave that up to the uh, uh, Ripper files out there. I read a book um, called Case Solved by Patricia Cornwell about the Ripper case. Mm -hmm. And she said it was, um, uh, who was it? I forget his name. He was a German artist. Manuel Sau. <laughs> um, who was, uh, I have to tell you who the Ripper was. Um I'm typing it in right now. Uh, I'm excited to have this mystery of the ages finally. It, yeah, well, that's the only reason I'm doing it because it like is it's really like a. Uh, and you found her argument to be compelling. Yeah, I did actually. Walter Sickert. Walter Sickert. He was like such a narcissist and like psycho and weird guy and had like a weird penis issue with a fistula in it you know all the sexual Ugh. dysfunction and and wrote all these letters to the paper all the time like a nutball and would lie all the time and just really f fit the profile well speaking of sexual dysfunction yes do you think these pig-faced women can fuck that sounds crazy but can fuck that sounds crazy. Um, well, they're women. That's uh, true. They have needs just like anybody else. Yes, they're human. Um, well, human to the neck. Um, yeah. What I did... Neck up pig. What did you say? Neck up is a pig situation. Right, but pigs do sex too. It's true. They love it. <clears throat> they have corkscrew penises, don't they? I think you're thinking of their tails. They don't have corkscrew penises? No, that's ducks. Oh, but they have corkscrew tails. Yeah, I don't know what they're. I mean, they might have corkscrew dicks, but I don't think so. I think that's no. I think that's ducks. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to Google pig dick. Okay, what? Uh, <laughs> I already did. Okay, perfect. Yesterday on my own time. Not okay, not for so, this. And but you'd already forgotten whether. Or not no, it wasn't. For, it wasn't for this. I didn't write it down. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, but you just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk oh, anyway. about it. Um, so what I did was I looked up about sex in Holland because that's where the pig face ladies originate. So I learned a yeah. little bit about sex in Holland to 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 figure out if the pig face ladies can F. 
Um, and I found out that sex education in the Netherlands starts at the age of guess. Zero. Oh, that's impossible. Take another guess. <laughs> One. Four. Okay. Lessons include oral sex and masturbation at age four. Okay. Um, well, while the United States has the highest rate of teenage pregnancy in the developed world, the Dutch rate of pregnancy is a staggering four times lower. Oh, wow. Good for them. French kissing is the first type of sexual contact that people have, with 50% of young people around the age of 14 experiencing it. By 16, half of teenagers experience manual stimulation of the genitals, and by 17, half of them experience oral sex. Thank God I'm hearing about 16-year-olds getting hand jobs on my radio show. 64% of... It's not a radio show, is it? This is broadcast live over the air to you. Boing. Uh, 64% <laughs> Zoom. 64% of Dutch men and women feel confident in asserting their needs and desires in bed and are open towards discussing sex. Pro Good for them. Prostitution is legal and regulated. Uh, the legal structure on prostitution is well developed with sex workers benefiting from legal protection and workers' rights. Good for them. And even before the legalization of sex work in the late 90s, 75% of people agreed with that le legislation and 75% of people believed it was an acceptable job. Hmm. Well, there you go. That's I a, guess very healthy attitudes. Yeah, popular support has to precede legal action, I imagine. That is true. So based on those attitudes, I'm going to say that pig-faced ladies can and will do sex to you if you're into it and they're into you. I agree. Good for you, pig-faced ladies. Get you some. <laughs> Speaking of getting some, it's fight night. Fight night. Fight. Fight. All right, what you got with me? All right. Fight night, Chibble. We've got the pig-faced ladies versus prime Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal is going to destroy any of these 17th century noble women with pig faces. That's one ugly lady. I sure hope you're pretty on the inside. That's one beautiful pig. Or one ugly... I don't know. That pig has got a slamming body. <laughs> Hello, Tanika. Might I say you look great from across the room. You don't stink at all. So, yeah. Smart money is on Shaq decimating any given pig-faced lady. Or any given lady. I mean, Actually, no. I, I take that back. Valentina Shevchenko, um, pound for pound, would destroy Shaq. Um, Amanda Nunez would destroy Shaq, pound for pound. But I guess with his size, he would probably beat them up. I think Shaq would have trouble with a trained fighter. Amanda Nunez I mean, is a two-division champion. She is incredible. Like... She would annihilate me, like, in three seconds, no question. And she's maybe 5'9", 160 walking around. 
So I would say that uh, while Amanda Nunez has probably almost definitely trained in, in how to handle larger opponents, yes, people with size advantages, people with more muscular sure than her, Shaq is not trained in any type of fighting at all. So it would just come down to whether or not training can take down natural advantages, and I'm going to say that it can. Yeah, yeah, I say Amanda. Yeah, I say she like uh, she like knee bars him or something, catches an ankle lock or something like a foot lock. I mean, and just subs him. Yeah, yeah, you're going to want to get him into a ground game so that you can yeah. negate that reach advantage. Yeah, although she, I, 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 I might say she hits harder than him. Man, she, she pounds. Oh, I, I would not doubt it because that. She's been trained on how to throw a punch. She hit Ronda Rousey, and Ronda Rousey looked like she had never been in the ring before. Ronda Rousey in her prime, she was great. I, I was definitely believing the hype. She was her. still in her prime when when Amanda Nunez hit her. Yeah, and then and then at some point in her career, she ran into a freight train. And just, well, Holly Holm knocked her out with a head kick, and that ended everything for her. But what what I was what I was going to say was that. Hickson Gracie, one of the great mixed martial arts of all time, said, you can be a black belt, but the first time I punch you in the face, you're a brown belt. I punch you in the face again, you're a green... I punch you in the face again, you're a white belt. And it, none of your skills matter. Mm-hmm. I mean... That's something to that's think about, you know? That is something to think about, but I'm going to say, once again, Shaq's lack of experience in uh, a fighting experience. Anyway... We were talking about pig-faced women at some point. Okay, pig-faced ladies versus lady-faced pigs. Okay, so they've pro- that means they still got the brains of pigs. Right. So they're only as smart as a toddler. Right. And they've got pig bodies, but but they're very pretty. They don't have. Yeah, they don't have any tusks. And you know what? I'm going to say the pig-faced women, having been scorned by society. For not having uh, beautiful faces, we'll see these beautiful-faced pigs, and they will just unleash all their pent-up rage. That's a great point. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put this on uh, the pig-faced woman. Would you rather date a pig-faced lady or a lady-faced pig? Uh, since we've established that the lady-faced pig has the brain of a toddler, I'm gonna have to go with the pig-faced. Lady. But the lady-faced pig is really hot. I don't think she's going to be hot enough. She's Megan Fox. Nope. Okay. I'm picturing Megan Fox's face <clears throat> on a pig. <laughs> and you know what? You I can't bet bang I that? Think about it. I bet I could find an image of that on DeviantArt if I search really hard. <laughs> Bring up the next one. I'm just going to Google this. Right okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Actually, I'm going to take a sip of my juice so I don't start to yeah. sound like I'm in the desert while you you know I just took a sip with the cap on but no one saw it because we're on the radio as you said yeah classic problem with an audio medium or a classic solution yeah no it was a solution in this case what is that I want to time it and see how Megan long it takes to find a picture Fox. of Megan Fox's face on a pig face pig <laughs> body in the meantime, I'm going to sing about Hanukkah Stinker. I'm going to sing the song you wrote. Go for it. There once was a lady with a big face. Then the day came for the big race. 
she didn't come in the first place. And her favorite song is by Puff Daddy and Mace. Nailed it. That was exactly what I sang. Yes. And I have been unable to find any DeviantArt with Megan Fox's face on a pig, so it looks like I know what I'm doing after the show. Okay, excellent. And what I'm doing, probably. Okay, Pig Face Ladies versus Mason Verger's Pigs and Hannibal Lecter. Okay, Mason Verger was Gary Oldman's character in uh, the the sequel. Bring me Hannibal Lecter. I'm going to feel his face, pigs. Are the pigs I, I bought, ready yet? I bought some pigs, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a meet Hannibal Lecter. So, pig faced ladies versus Mason Verger's pigs. Take out Hannibal Lecter; he's too much for them. Yeah, and I'm gonna say these pig those pigs were fucking huge, and they had nasty ass tusks. I'm gonna say these pigs are going to do a number on these pig faced ladies. Pig faced ladies versus Wilbur, Charlotte, and Templeton. Oh, no. They're going to team up. They would never fight. They're friends. They're all so sweet. They're on the same team, uh, Wilbur, Charlotte, and Templeton. Yeah, and the pig-faced ladies are sweet, too. They're all going to be friends. Nobody's going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> they're all going to sit. I've never seen you a refuse nice a fight night question before. I just... That's the problem with the pig-faced ladies is they really are sort of a tragic figure. And so Fight Night really just feels kind of brutal to me. And to, and to then have them fighting against... Uh, Wilbur, Charlotte, and Templeton. Web, yeah, it just feels like this is... I don't want to see... I want everybody just to go home. But that was going to be a good fight. Who would win the fight? Just tell me who would win the fight. Okay, I'm going to put it on the ladies because I don't think the spider... She was a non-venomous spider. Right. A rat's not a big threat. Wilbur was a pretty small pig. I think he was like two years old. You know, he wasn't like a big breeding hog. He was, you know, probably 30 pounds. So, I'm excellent. Put this on the pig face ladies. Pig face ladies versus a truffle patch with a leftover minefield in it. Ooh, okay. Well, that raises the question Will the pig faced ladies have the truffle hunting senses? <laughs> of a truffle hunting pig that is a specific type of pig it is you know what? i'm gonna say no matter what they're in the middle of a minefield they have not really been trained to handle a mine situation so yeah i'm gonna put this one on the minefield and that's why minefields should be banned <laughs> i don't think they're not banned well, that's why they should. You can't have one should, next year. You keep, can't like start one in Kansas right now. They are banned. Good. Let's keep it that way. Okay, pig. If anyone proposes legislature to legalize landmines, <laughs> you tell them no thanks. <laughs> in Uganda, I think. Um, pig faced ladies versus drunk, desperate dudes at last call at a dive bar. Oof. You know, I'm gonna say the pig faced ladies. They still have their respect. Yes. And they're not going to let... They're going to see through these... these, You drunk, desperate dudes at last call. Everybody sees through you. We all know what's up. You're just, you know, delusional with horniness and alcohol. Fuck you too. And we've all been there. We've all been there. No, we haven't. 
well, I've never been at last call because I like to go to bed early. I was about to say, I, he likes to be at last call. <laughs> but I have been drunk and horny and embarrassed myself. And this is what's going to happen. Those dudes are going to embarrass themselves. How'd you embarrass yourself? Tell, tell us. I can't recall any specific occasions. Oh. Uh, maybe next time. But I... Maybe. Okay, yeah, last maybe. one. I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll spend some time thinking about memories that I regret, and then I'll come on here and repeat them. Yeah, I would, I'd like that. Maybe that could be a segment, Things things Shibble Regrets. Nope. Embarrassment and Regret. That's the new segment. Oh, my God. Embarrassment and Regret. That's coming next week. I swear. I'll do one, and you do one every episode. Embarrassment and Regret. Okay, done. I wish you guys could see how excited his face is. <laughs> I'm real. Hold on. Okay. He's typing it up now. No, I just I just got a picture of the excitement. Okay. And uh, yeah, let me tell you, I hope you tune in next time where I can describe how disappointed he looks when I'm not doing this. I'll I'll lie and make one up for you. All right, last fight night, and this one. Oh, I shouldn't do this one. Okay, pig face ladies. This is okay. This is I am not on the side. So- okay, I am on the good side of this. Okay. Pig face. Excited to figure out which side that. Okay. Is. Pig Face Ladies versus Lizzie Velasquez. I don't know who that is. She she was dubbed the world's ugliest woman in a video posted on YouTube in 2006 when she was only 17, which is terrible. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because I wanted to bring this up as a bullying segment like and just say how horrible I thought that was. It's true. If there's one thing to take away... From the story of pig-faced women and Lizzie Velasquez, it's that you can't judge a book by its cover. I mean, Chibble, she was seventeen. She was a child, and and the world decided she was, quote unquote, the world's ugliest woman. Like, what are we as a society? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. How disgusting. Yeah, that and you know that's gonna that's gonna haunt that woman, I'm sure. Well, I I hope I hope it, I hope it follows her in a good way that she was brave enough that she lived through that and that she's a strong uh, role model. And it looks like we're getting the red light from Uncle Monster, except no, we're not. <laughs> we are not at all because you know what? Can I tell you what? Tell me what. I've been listening to everything you've said about pig faced ladies and mm-hmm. Hanukkah Stinker and Very close, but not quite. Right. No, I have been listening. Not close. Definitely quite. Yeah. Um and um I, I just I just can't quite get myself to believe it all. I, I want to, but Shibble, is it real? Is real? Shick it Bavakasha. Hey! Hey! Well, that's a good question. There's elements of truth to this story. Uh, Griselda Stevens was a real woman, but allegedly the portrait that they have hanging of her at her namesake hospital is real and not a PR campaign to cover up the fact that she had the head of a pig. Allegedly... (laughs) What I say, dig up her corpse, examine her skull. Uh, <laughs> also, allegedly, the story of Tanikin Schinker was a work of fiction. So, who can say? What do you mean? The whole thing was a work of fiction? The Hanukkah Schinker story? 
the Tonikin Schinker story, the ballad of Mish Tonikin Schinker. Uh, the full title was the noble, yeah. the gentlewoman Tonika Schinker. Yeah, uh, a certain relation of the hog-faced gentlewoman called Mistress Tonikin Schinker was apparently a work of fiction. Although back then, fact and fiction blended together. Who can really? Say I mean, they wrote the Protocols of Zion back then too. Yeah, and 100% pure fiction. Uh, but, uh, so, and of course, the, uh, those ads that appeared in those newspapers, those really appeared in there. So there was certainly a, uh, strong belief at the time of pig-faced women. And the, there was also the study of, uh, birth defects and facial malformations at the time. Uh, the science behind that was very primitive. So... Uh, it's possible that there were people, uh, you know, noble women back then with pig-like porcine birth defects. So, maybe. Well, I mean, there was There's also, there was an elephant man uh, around that time, too. Yeah. And uh, Griselda Stevens did appear in public wearing a veil. Allegedly, this was because of an eye condition. Sure. But who can say? Well, Michael Jackson wore a veil and he was normal. Yeah, maybe she was just the MJ of her time. He wasn't normal, Shibble. Don't let that one go. <laughs> I just said Michael Jackson was normal, and you go, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yes! I said it. Except for the kid touching. Uh, so, it's up for debate. Who can say if they were real? I can say that I wish they were real. I wish that, like, one out of every, I don't know, million women was born with an actual pig head. Well, that certainly seems like a horrible thing to wish on those poor women. Oh, no, I wish it was accepted, though. I wish it was cool. Oh, and, oh, like, oh, have you met, have you met Samantha? She's a pig face. She's a pig? She's a pig head? Like, 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 she, like, yeah. like, do you hear like Shibble's dating a pig head? Like, oh my God, like he got a pig head. How did he get a pig That's head? It's a lotto ticket. Yeah, seriously. Like, cause I mean, it's I rare. heard there was a pig head in town. Rarity breeds value, you know? Yeah, that's why if you're looking for sealed VHS <laughs> tapes that have been graded, follow Uncle Monster 6 and uh, message Ethan Soretsky for all your sealed graded VHS tips desires. You're such an asshole. <laughs> I bought a lot of VHS tapes. And he's going to get them graded and he's going to sell them at a profit. I'm going to get them graded and I'm going to lose money. <laughs> I bought... How much does the grading cost? $65. You are going to lose money. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was that much. <laughs> but, I, but I bought... The one I'm most excited about is... How to, how to collect Beanie Babies for fun and profit. A VHS from 1997, sealed. I'm going to have that graded. And you know what? I don't even know if it'll be for sale. I'll decide how lucky you are. That one, it's good, you know, uh, for uh, collectors who collect collections about collecting. <laughs> They'll love that one. Or for people who have who have a chair and one of the legs is like a little too short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it looks like we're getting the red light from Uncle Monster. <laughs> yes, that is Uncle Monster. Uncle Monster, how are you, buddy? I'm great! <clears throat> That's good to hear. 
Yeah, I got a movie for ya. Oh, I knew you'd have a suggestion because you know it's a long it's a long two weeks without you, buddy. So what should we watch? Okay, here's the thing though. I don't <laughs> remember the title. I know it's Well why don't you just tell us about Tina the film? Ricci. That's it? Ah! It's I I looked it up. It's called Penelope! And Christina Ricci is a lady in it, and she got a pig nose. Really? Yeah, it's about a lady with a pig nose named Penelope, and she is played is it, by the titular Christina Ricci. Is it called Christina Ricci? It's called Penelope. I said it's called Penelope. Well, then it's not the titular Christina Ricci. She's the titular Ricci. She's, she's okay, Uncle her. Monster. Is it a good movie? Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it's a, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Can I can I try, Shep? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, is that Uncle Monster Two? That's me, Uncle Monster Two. I license my brother's act and take it on the road. Crushing it. I've got what? I said you're crushing it. Thanks, I do crush it. You got a movie for I've me? got movie. Yeah, I got two. Thank I got, God you couldn't uh, have chosen one. No, but they're quicker than yours. They are now. Uh, the, ex- the Exorcist 3 mm. is a good one because The Exorcist 1 is awesome, and The Exorcist 2 sucks balls, but then The Exorcist 3 comes back and it's awesome again, but no one watched it. So you should give it a chance. You really should. And then there's Nightmare on Elm Street 2, and and I think you should watch that one because it's super gay and that and in a good way. It's true. And, and you know, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. And 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 those are the movies that I think you should watch until next episode. Take it away, Dibble. We didn't go to high school together, so you can call me Chris, Uncle Monster. <laughs> and that's our show. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We hope you had yes. a good time learning about the pig face lady. And uh, we hope that you tune in next week. And we hope you, if you're looking for more frightening fun, you check out our Patreon at Uncle Monster Six. And of course, we also have our Instagram, which pumps out cool content at Uncle Monster Six. We've got our Twitter and Facebook at Uncle Monster Six. So check out all that stuff. Be sure, if you listen, to subscribe and review. I mean, we have eight reviews, and we know there's more than eight listeners, so, you know, get to work. And uh, leave a comment, and, uh, and give, us a, give us a five star, give us a thumbs up, give us a heart. Yeah, and message us and say hi, because we're lonely and we love you. And until next time... <sighs> Don't get spooked. Bachiga Luke and Maria are keeping company. He comes around to see her every night. When he wants to make the woo, there's a place he takes her to. You can see them when the moon is shining bright. Bachiga Luke makes love on the stoop. Cause Maria has a bigger family. Come back, you got 
makes love on a stoop. On the step, he's full of the pep with his Maria. Our mama's in the kitchen, our sister's in the hall. Our brother's in the parlor, there ain't no room at all. So Bachigalope makes love on a stoop. It's the only place where he can be alone. That waitress Angelina, with her he used to neck. But every time he'd kiss her, she'd put it on the check. So Bachigalope makes love on a stoop. It's the only place where he can be alone. You've heard of Josephina, who made the neighbors yell. Well, Bachi was the fella who made her push the bell. So Bachi Galop makes love on the stoop. It's the only place where he can be alone. Now he had a girl, Felicia. She always told him no. Maria, she capisce, but they got no place to go. So Bachi Galop makes love on the stoop. It's the only place where he can be alone. And now that they are married, you think he'd do okay. But 17 bambinos always in the way. They're in the attic, the garret, the nursery, the bedroom, the bathroom, the storeroom, the living room, dining room, drawing room, kitchen, the pantry, the laundry, the basement, the study, the parlor, the den, and the hall. Over there, too. Everywhere. And now Maria's roly-poly from too much ravioli. And things are getting mighty tough. The stoop ain't big enough. So Bachigalope will have to build the largest stoop. Cause it's the only place where he can be alone. <laughs> <laughs> 